Zuchek dashing in, takes a deflection and it goes in. Dominic Zuchek gets his fourth goal of the season and Calgary is back on top. Welcome to episode two of Dinos Unfiltered. My name is Jeremy Lee and my co-host for this week is none other than Kate Finley of Dinos Athletics. Uh, some of you may or may not know her, but her role primarily is to handle all the game day events that happen with Dinos Athletics. And that's a big task. So first off, I just want to congratulate you. That's, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a little daunting at first. You definitely grow into the role. Um, it's a lot of moving parts, but I mean, we run one of the largest varsity programs in U sports. Um, and we're talking 150 plus events a year. And it's uh, definitely not a one man job. It's run through a pretty, pretty tight knit team that is here all the time and is just ready to hit the ground running every weekend. Um, so yeah, this, I mean, this past weekend with kickoff and then with a couple of other, other, other fall sports starting out, um, it's, yeah, we're right back into the swing of things. <laughs> Once court sports start, we just are go, go, go until about March. <laughs> Out of all the different sports, though, what's kind of the ones you're looking forward to every year uh, setting up? Well, for setting up, so it sort of depends on where we're at in the season. There are some events, not necessarily sports-specific, but some events that are really, really fun to set up for. Um, I love setting up for bowl football games. So once we start getting into like Hardy Cup style games, mm. um, I love setting up for our championship matches when, you know, you're expecting a totally different atmosphere in the crowd. Um, some of our bigger rivalry matches, we're talking against Alberta or when Sask comes to town for football. Uh, anything really that you're drawing crowds from both sides. Uh, those games are always really fun. Um, football is the beast of all of them for setup. Just because, you know, you got the full headset, you've got the full team, you got ATVs, you have everything to try and get a stadium built mm. as opposed to our court sports where really, you know, you're moving things within feet of each other. But I'd say for this year, I think I'm mostly looking forward to volleyball. That for me is the big one with our nationals coming up. Also, like as a former volleyball player, it's hard for me to turn away from that one. And then really, really the one that's upcoming that I'm the most excited about is this weekend's Pride Fest. That's right. Pride Fest happening at the women's rugby game. Women's field hockey and women's rugby this weekend. Perfect. Yeah, so we're going to be probably setting up from 7 a.m. until about 11 a.m., just getting the area all ready, um, hoping to get a lot of community out for it to potentially come and watch their first field hockey or rugby game. Um, it's going to be a lot of people's first chance to, to see these events just because we really don't host that many home games for these sports. And... We're turning it into a festival day as opposed to just a dinos game. Um, and hopefully, yeah, hopefully that draws a bigger crowd. Two free admission games. Pretty good value. And I just want to say the rugby team that we have is just unbelievable. They and are. They are. One of the top teams in the Canada West. And later on, we'll get a chance to chat with Ali McDougal from Women's Rugby. Um, but kind of going back to all the events and all the big ones, we just finished kickoff for the dinos um that was a huge event it was a lot yes. of stuff in the parking lot too i saw a dunk tank um like a dj yeah and, yeah so kickoff is a really great one it's run in coordination with student union and with the university of calgary and with alumni weekend and so we have so many different groups that are so willing to 
lend, like lend a hand and be a big part of it. Uh, Student Union and Alumni Weekend in particular are really great partners. They host the tailgate and block party that happened just outside of McMahon Stadium. Uh, and that's getting people really excited about the game and just giving a lot of first year students an opportunity to get out and experience some of the University of Calgary culture. Um, and it's been a really big success for us over the last decade or so. So the Dinos win another kickoff game, 24-10 this time over the University of Manitoba Bisons. Interestingly enough, though, the Bisons, they had the advantage over the Dinos for yardage, uh, even though the Dinos were controlling the, the score sheet for most of it. So um, it was just... They were moving the ball, but they couldn't finish the plays. Uh, did you get to see any of the game at all? I did, yeah. Okay. So um, I'm fortunate enough where I'm actually up in the press box for the majority of the game. Um, I'm directing a lot of the on-field external things that are going on. So we're talking promotion staff, commercials, sponsorship activation, stuff like that. Uh, so I get a bird's eye view of the whole game. Um, I remember thinking that the beginning of the game felt a little slow. It felt like it was, um, you know brushing off the rust. Mm-hmm. I know it was game two for the guys, but it really felt as though, you know, they needed an extra minute to figure out their bearings. And then all of a sudden it was sort of like a tidal wave of dino. <laughs> yeah. I, I just felt that uh, the offense kind of sputtered in the second half or maybe they were just trying to protect their lead, but they did all their scoring uh, in the first half, eight points in the first quarter and 16 in the second quarter and then nothing after halftime. So yeah, but thankfully they were able to hold Manitoba to just three points in the in the third quarter. Yeah, um, it really felt as though we didn't give Manitoba that many scoring opportunities. The majority of points that they earned were off of um, our players kneeling in the end zone. That's right, yeah. Uh, and so by way of that, it kind of had a bit of a slower feeling to it. Right. Um, it really felt as though this was it was a defensive game. It was a game that both teams, it was defense versus defense, mm-hmm. and Dinos coming out on top. So both soccer teams were in action as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start with the women first. Uh, they earn a draw against Thompson Rivers University 1-1, I believe. Yeah, I think that was a little bit of a surprise. Um, I definitely think that our girls are going to come out of that draw feeling a little disappointed. Um, I think that with the hype surrounding their season last year and with the huge success they had in their home opener against UBCO, uh, they were ready to be firing on all cylinders. And, you know, sometimes it really just depends on the the team that shows up that day. Um, I caught a little bit of the game on Canada West TV and was following along with the action on uh, on our app. But for the most part, it really seemed as though it was Dinos just not being able to convert right at the end. It was a lot of, like, mm. they really, they got it together in the second half, and it was a very Dinos-heavy game. Like, the present, they had the presence there. They they were taking the shots. It was, at the end of the day, like, a draw is still a draw, um, but I know that they were definitely looking for that win. Yeah, and they were working hard to get even just one goal, right? Yeah, yeah. And that came courtesy of Montana Leonard in the 69th minute, so shout out to her. Yeah, she's having quite the start to her season, both her and Kelsey McDonald. Now three goals apiece this weekend. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, men's soccer was also in action. And, uh, yeah, they come away with a victory over the U of A Golden Bears. They do. And I, I want to give a huge shout out to men's soccer. That is a massive victory for them. U of A is such a strong program. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that with the McEwen game that happened the day before, it was a very physical game. I think there was a bit of concern about um, just fatigue levels and whether that team was going to be ready to take on U of A. And they 
came out swinging and super, super proud of that team. Um, I mean, Dominic Zusik's having quite the start, too. He's now, I think, four goals. Four goals, yeah. yeah. I think he's leading Canada West, or at least tied at the top of Canada West for scoring. Yeah, he's uh, he's been phenomenal. Jeff Spolnick and Frederick Hansen with the other goals for your Dinos. Uh, one goal in the first half, two in the second for a 3-1 victory over Alberta. So yeah, that's a big it's deal. Always, it's always a really big deal to take away a game from Alberta. Especially, and it feels so good. Yeah, especially at <laughs> at U of A, being up in Edmonton. Um, I know that they are they are able to bring a pretty great crowd to both their men's and women's soccer games. Uh, so that's a really nice victory for our boys. And finally, let's move on to women's rugby. Uh, a big story coming out of that was that they took their first loss on the West Coast since 2014. We were just talking about it. They did. I mean, I first I want to talk about just the huge game that they had against UBC on Friday. Um, sure, let's down 14 nothing. Came back to score 22 unanswered points. I mean, we, we're at kickoff trying, you know, we're focusing on football at the same time, like refreshing, trying to keep up with women's rugby, just because we knew, I mean, you're going to hear from Ali in a minute, but just we're so aware of the strength of Canada West rugby right now. And this is one of those years where really anyone can take the championship and going up against UBC and Victoria in that first opening weekend was a huge test. Um, and I think... There's something really, really mentally tough about being able to come back from 14 down. They scored, again, 22 unanswered points. Just completely changed their game in the second half. And that's a huge, huge victory for them. Well, and sometimes you can expend more energy than you want to trying to come back from this hole that you've dug yourself in. Yeah. And then it can kind of bleed over into the next game. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I haven't had a chance to talk to any of the girls yet since they got back. Um, I'd like to think that they would have been riding a pretty great high after that UBC win. Um, but yeah, needless to say, the game against Victoria on Sunday, they held a pretty great, they were holding a lead for a decent while. Um, they seemed to be playing really well. And it really, I think it just came down to some very clutch plays on the Vikes. I know they had a late kick to uh, to go up by one. That's right. So yeah. the Dinos fall just short, 18-17. Yeah. I know we lose the Jenny Vincent for the first time in quite a while. Uh, so that memorial plaque will stay with Victoria this mm. year. But overall, a pretty encouraging outlook for the Dinos rugby team. Definitely, definitely. And one of the strongest programs that we have uh, yeah. for Dinos athletics. So yeah. yeah, Being able to go toe-to-toe with both UBC and Victoria all weekend. I mean, those are two teams where any given day, either anyone can win. Um, those are teams that are arguably top 10 in the country. I mean, it's it's definitely a great showing that Dinos are able to hang in tough and stay with these teams, um, regardless of outcome. I mean, these are tight, tight games. Well, and the added value too is when you're constantly always going back to the Canada West final championship game, you're always going to get that added experience, that valuable experience that you need. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right. And then that develops their mental strength that we just saw. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, coming back from the big deficit and almost pulling out another win. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think that'll do it for us here. We're just going to transition over and uh, bring Allie in to talk to us. Thanks, Kate. No problem.
So joining me in studio for the second episode of Dinos Unfiltered is Kate Finley, who you just heard from, and Allie McDougall from Women's Rugby. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing well. Kate? Doing great. Having doing a great, great. Did you have yeah. a good summer? I had a great summer. Had a planning summer for sure. Like spent, I feel like I spent all summer in here planning all of this season, and as soon as it arrived, was not ready for it. <laughs> it's going to be a great dino season. Allie, what was your most favorite thing that you did this summer? Um, I think just being able to get outside, go to the mountains, um, spend some quality time with some of my friends, and yeah, just stay outside while, while I got the time to. So glad you're here with us in studio. Um, we just wanted to get an inside look into women's rugby, and you guys have had so much success in the past few years. First off, explain the difference between traditional rugby and also rugby sevens, uh, which you take part in. Yeah, so uh, there's two kind of different games of rugby. We have sevens and fifteens. Um, so the biggest difference you have there is just the number of players on the field. Pretty self-explanatory. There's seven on the field and sevens and fifteen for fifteens, um, but you could probably take them into two separate games. Like you have, it's a completely different style. Um, you play sevens is usually a lot faster. Um, the They're only 14 minute games. So seven minute halves, um, super quick and you can get lots in, in a day. Uh, you usually play a lot wider. You can move the ball a lot quicker. Um, the personnel that plays is a lot different too. Usually in 15s, like everybody can play like no matter body type, kind of physical ability, like mm. everybody has to be fit. But in sevens, you get like your super fast girls. You have to be able to move the ball. Your skills have to be on point at all times. So you can, you can pick a different team for sevens than you could for 15s. Right. But if you're less mobile like myself, <laughs> you'd be more exposed in sevens. Uh, yeah, you'd definitely be in a vulnerable position there. <laughs> um, but yeah, you could you could play 15s for sure. <laughs> what is the biggest strategic difference in between 15s and 7s? Um, Offensively, think, defensively? Uh, offensively, I think you can really use your pack a lot more in 15s. Uh, you can do a lot more like crash balls. If you have big runners, you can really use that to your advantage. 7s, um, it's if you can open a team up on the wing, uh, you can definitely get them there like having a speed advantage uh is definitely helpful in sevens for defense i think size you could kind of get stuck on in sevens if you have a smaller team um but like we got really lucky with dinos every year we've been able to pull both forwards and backs uh to pull go up on our sevens team so being able to have bigger girls that are just as physically fit as um the smaller girls it's been a huge advantage for us to be able to make those big tackles on defense as well as be, be fit and be able to keep up with the pace. Man, the, I saw my very first like real full rugby game last year. Like I, I mean, mm. I caught little bits of it uh, growing up, but my first time watching start to finish was Canada West finals. Um, and like watching the way, like our girl, I watched a girl get hit in the nose so hard that it started bleeding and immediately like came off, got it bandaged and went right back out. And like rugby to me is just, you watch other sports and you hear about the toughness of players and like, I don't think I've ever seen come anything come close to women's rugby of just how strong and tenacious and tough these girls are. And we were talking before, Ali, about just how you can always play through separated shoulders. That's <laughs> that's pretty common. Yeah. Um, I think, like, the resilience level of players here, like, you – it's just known that, like, if you get hurt, like, unless you are going to the hospital, you're getting up and finishing the game. Like, you – the you don't go off to get help like you're, the ats will come to you on the field 
do what they can. And if it's not like a super bad injury, like you're getting up and playing. So I think it builds, it's a character building game. Um, it's like you get hit, you get back up. I don't know. I think I, even from the beginning, like just knew that, okay, like you're in there, it's going to be a fight and you're like, your body is on the line. Like you put, you, you literally put your body on the line for your teammates. Um, so I think just knowing that like, that's okay. And that, the girl beside you is going to do it too. How do you even mentally prepare for the contact that's about to come? Uh, um, <laughs> like how, how mentally, do you, yeah. I think just like putting yourself in the headspace, like, you know, it's coming, like, you know, you're putting yourself out there. Um, like knowing that like the game's safe, like I personally, uh, knock on wood, haven't faced any like major injuries. Um, but they're like, we're, we're there for a purpose. We're not out there to injure each other, but we're out there. Like we know it's a contact sport. Um, we like prepare, like we know our bodies are prepared. We do our strength and conditioning to make sure that like we're physically able to take, um, like take the punches. And I think, yeah, like we have every Tuesday is our contact practice for dinos. So Mm. just having to go out and you know that like the next hour and a half is just going to be full, full contact. You're hitting each other for an hour and it's your teammates, but then being able to go out and just do that to another team. Um, and just knowing you're prepared for that, I think. Mentally, it's like it's a bit like okay, yeah, I've done that. I've been here. We can we can just go do that now. I would almost say like there's got to be some kind of camaraderie in that where you like you talk about sports like women's basketball where it's a physically aggressive game, and those are players that like if you watch on the court they they get nasty with each other. Whereas I feel like with rugby I don't see that as often because you it's even though you're against each other like you're in it together like you know that both teams 100%. are getting hit the same way yeah and like they it's at the end of the day when like you're supposed to get hit whereas when those like other contacts happen in other sports it feels as though it's a lot more personal and like yeah. you take it yeah in a totally different way I th- think that's one of my favorite parts about the game is just that like everybody is there for the same reason and you go and you just you beat the crap out of each other on the field but then you get off the field and like we're all friends we all know each other and you like you go grab a drink and it's just it's fun and but yeah like you know that you're just you're there for the game and then afterwards it's the community around it is huge for me and I think that um just being able to do that and just all being on the same like mental level there um I found like I grew up playing hockey as well and just that also a physical sport, but it's not like hockey to rugby. It's somewhere like catty clicky. And then you get into this sport where it's so much more physical, but the people around it are just like better people to be around. And it's just such a, like a fun community to be a part of. Have you ever been in a game where there's been extracurricular pushing and shoving going on like a chippy game? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it definitely comes. It's definitely there. I think people obviously are tempered, um and it's like it's pretty easy to get away with some stuff you're not supposed to like we've been in games where like people are on the field and like one of the sayings that we get taught is if somebody's on the ground they're part of the ground so and we're wearing big metal studs so if we're we're in a ruck and we see someone that maybe just did a cheap shot on one of our teammates if they get stepped on a couple extra times that we don't think it's that bad um and if the refs don't see it then you can kind of get away with it but it like yeah, like definitely there's a couple like kicks to the head that you're not expecting that oh. just come because people want to be mean about it. Um, but it's like, I would say it's pretty, at this level especially, and like playing for the national team too, it's, you're such a respect for the sport and for the contact that it it stays calm. Like people people keep themselves composed, which is really nice. Right, it's not like some Bush League rec team that you're playing No, on. exactly. Right. Like, we're, like this is varsity level, like we... Uh, like to be able to be playing varsity it's such 
um, like we're so grateful to be able to be here and be represented at this university that like you really take pride in that so it's you don't want to get too dirty with it because just to respect where we are you had just talked about it how you were playing on the national team as well you had the opportunity to play u18 u20 mm -hmm. what are some realizations that you've had playing at the highest level uh, for your country and um, how has that elevated your game uh, yeah, I think, like, both of those opportunities, obviously, like, very grateful. Um, I think I'm still smart. Like, I, my goal is to go play in a World Cup. Like, that's what I want to do for the senior women. So, I think having those under my belt has given me kind of, like, eye-opening, like, okay, this is the level I need to be at. These are the girls I'm competing with. Um, so, just being able to see what's there and be exposed to that um, has definitely helped me be, like, okay, like, solidify that goal that's where I need to get to. Um, yeah, putting on the jersey for Canada, that was a huge experience for me. Like, people people dream of doing that, and then you're an 18-year-old that gets called up to go play, and it's like, Kate, this is real, and then you put the jersey on, and you kind of look in the mirror, and it's like, whoa, like, I am playing for Canada right now. Um, that's wild. It's huge. It, yeah. yeah, and it's now, like, singing the national anthem is a huge thing for me, and now listening to it... Um, it just it always brings you back to that first time you're on the field with a jersey on. You're standing in front of your parents and your family members and just ha feeling like you have a country behind you and you're going out to play for your country. And I think that I will never lose that experience. And I think that's huge. Favorite place that rugby has taken you to? Uh, I think our Europe tour for yeah? Dinos. Yeah, that oh. was we got our first trip. Um, I think, yeah, that was the first time Dinos traveled overseas. We did, we got to play against two universities over there, which was also really cool to be able to play um, at like a varsity level and see what the rugby is like over there and being able to compete. I think that was huge for us. We won our first game and just lost our second one. And then, so that was cool to know that like we're at the same level as top teams um, overseas. Um, Where'd you go? Um, yeah, so we went overseas to England uh, we got to play against Loughborough University and Harper University and then traveled over to Lyon, France. And we were supposed to meet up with a team over there, uh, which didn't end up working out, but it turned into a really awesome trip because we just got five days in Lyon, France, a beautiful city, uh, just to be with our teammates and see kind of a different side of our teammates that having this amazing experience together, but not under the pressures of, yeah, somewhere to be right now, like we're going to go play. So just being able to like travel with your best friends, um, yeah, some really cool memories we got to have there. Is the style of rugby different over in Europe? Because I've talked to some basketball guys, and the the game of basketball, the style of it is di completely different. No. I think that's no? one of the okay. coolest things about rugby is that anywhere you go, like, you can find a team and play, and it's your – like, everybody's on the same page. Like, it's – right. You could play your game over there. You didn't have to adjust to how they were playing over there. Yeah, like we okay. prepared the same way as we would going into any game over here. And yeah, every like it's really cool that you can – it's so universal. I was just going to say, I know that there's a couple of players right now, like former Dinos that are overseas right now playing on semi-pro and pro teams. Like, is that mm -hmm. something that you have aspirations towards? Uh, yeah, actually me and my roommate, uh, Berlin Siselja, we were just talking about that the other day. We're like, hey, man, like – we could go do that. Like, that could be us as well. Um, so, yeah, maybe after school. Maybe not Loughborough just because we're sending so many girls there right now. But um, I think – and a couple other girls on the team too are looking to head over. But it's 
like the opportunity in Canada right now just isn't there if you're not on the senior women's national team. And if you're trying to make a career out of it, you, it's just, it isn't happening. Just the sport hasn't um, evolved enough where there's opportunity to get paid uh, here, but overseas, a lot of teams are now starting to fund their girls and to go play pro. Like you can't make a living off of it, but you can, mm -hmm. you can definitely survive over there and thrive for a couple years. Um, playing a sport you love you talked a lot about travel but coming back here to canada as you're traveling throughout the canada west what have been some of your favorite moments on the road with your girls um i think just like our bus trips we have a lot of fun on our bus trips just getting to like be goofballs together i'd say we have probably one of the weirdest group of people <laughs> um and just getting to see that other side of our girls and hanging out in the hotel rooms just being like yeah is there a weird tradition you always do on the road or is there like a, a game that you guys always play we have this one game it's called ha and the whole purpose of the game is just to kind of like you stand in a circle and try to get each other out but you're just screaming ha the entire time and it's so weird to see like i can imagine from the outside looking in on it you're like what the heck are these people doing um super weird but we love it we have so much fun doing it we did it um, at a club one time and just for fun and everybody around us was just like what the hell is going on um, but yeah we have a blast doing that we have a little chant we do uh, before all our games and that just really brings us all together that's really fun um, yeah we started playing uno a lot we do a lot of uno <laughs> who's the best uno player on the team I'd like to say me <laughs> but I don't know everybody like everybody wins differently yeah. okay there's yeah what uh what's the chant um it goes is it like a haka mm, not well kind of not really we stand in a circle and we all clap our hands and go like today is a rugby day today is a rugby day and then we just cheer but i don't know it's it's cool because we all like we know okay we're here we're here to play a game but like this whole day like we are we're here and it just i don't know really grounds us it brings the team together too right 100 percent. so speaking of the canada west let's talk a little bit about that you guys have had so much success like i was talking about mm -hmm. before um, I think in your first year, you, you were they were coming off the second consecutive Canada West, and then you guys just won yeah. last year too. And so, yeah, just you guys have kind of been to the mountaintop in this conference a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Just chat about just the the amount of success that you guys have had and uh, what that's meant to the program, what it's meant to you. Mm -hmm. um, so I think coming in as a first year, like knowing, okay, we just got our first, like we came off our first um, win that previous year and being like, Kate, we like, we have an opportunity here. The personnel we had on that team in my first year, um, it was huge. Like we were carrying big names and we knew the opportunity was there and just being a part of that, like that, the moment we won uh, at McMahon with that pushover scrum was that sticks with me. And the, there's a really nice video of it. Um, yeah. Every time I see it get chills, just, being able to be a part of that win with those girls that and now watching them overseas playing um, like Tammy is mm -hmm. in Japan <laughs> right now with team Canada. Um, yeah. Just being able to be a part of that uh, was huge for me. And I think just like the feeling you get like winning that and knowing the importance and just know, understanding like our program was built from nothing. Like we're still a pay to play program. Uh, we have fees every year and knowing that, the girls that started this program had like literally nothing and being able and they lost every game. The first win that I was ever got was not that long ago. So now being able to be a part of a team that has a winning culture, like 
we lost our first Can West game last year in I think it was over a thirty game win streak. <laughs> like that's just that's ridiculous and being like just appreciating where we've come from and how we've grown as a program um is huge for me. And I think being able to show girls now like okay like we're good like we are now able to bring girls over and recruit girls we don't have a lot to offer them but to I think our team culture and like how like knowing that we are okay is enough to like bring people in and I think that's been huge um I think this year really looking forward to it we have we had a big like a big change in our roster um a lot of young girls coming up which is really positive for us um we have we brought back some older players too so i think it's a good mix it is it's a good mix and we're really excited i think everybody though across the conference has done a lot of recruiting um mm. so that i i couldn't tell you who like who's to beat right now i think obviously like we're up there in can west like we're defending a three-peat hopefully we can make that a four-peat um but it's going to be super competitive though yeah eh? and it always is like yeah. we there's always big names on every team but I think that doesn't really matter like whoever comes together that day and is able to play as a team and pull their structure together um but yeah I think we've never been this prepared coming into a season so really looking forward to it yeah like you talk about how it really depends on the team that shows up that day like last year again the only game in Canada West that you guys lost was to the team that was to Lethbridge and they were actually they ended up not even making playoff like it was yeah. a team that you, wow. you know it wasn't a UBC it wasn't a Vic it was yeah, yeah and uh I just remember watching the score come in for that game and thinking, like, wh- what's happening? What's yeah. happening? And it, But it's so true. Like, it's one of those sports where it totally depends on who shows up. Yeah. And I think that was a huge gut check for the whole team. Just to be like, okay, we are, like, we're good, but we're not, like, we have to work. And I think just realizing, okay, every single game, we have to show up to battle. Like, it's, there's no room to be complacent in this league. Um yeah, that was a huge gut check for us, and I think that was it was good to come off of, and it's good to get humbled every once in a while to know, like, this season, Kate, like, we're here, and there's no days off. And quickly, we want to touch on the uh, Pride game that's coming up, the 14th, I believe, against U of A. Yep. And actually, you and Kate are organizing this, so I'll let you guys take <laughs> it away. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, first, I just want to talk, so... You had a chance with your girls to walk in the uh, Calgary Pride Parade. How yes. was that? It was amazing. Um... We all had a really good time. It was I think, the first time we've been able to have athletes in the Pride Parade, which I think is huge just to be able to show um, young girls and young uh, people just that are there that, okay, athletes can do this. You can be whoever you want to be and come play a sport at a high level and like that that should not limit you. And we got a chat with a bunch of high school teams actually that brought their girls down um, to get them out to our game and just being able to have like good conversation in a parade. Um, it was super fun. Everybody enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I think it was huge just to be able to be a part of that and be, be a face for athletes that, um, identify differently. Uh, and for this game, sorry, we were talking a little bit earlier about community and about Mm -hmm. how the rugby community and culture is built on such a camaraderie. Like it really does feel as though it's a sport that is so inclusive and Mm -hmm. that it really is about like, come as you are and 100 like i know that a lot of sports are trying really hard to get into that mentality but yeah. it feels as though rugby is ingrained in it yeah i think it's something with rugby being such a, like a new sport that's coming up it's kind of always been there and i personally have always felt like rugby is a safe space like i can come to the pitch uh there there's always going to be people there like 
they don't care who you are, but if you're there to play, you're there to work hard, it feels good to know you have somewhere to go where the people will just love you for who you are. Um, yeah, I think the rugby group, um, it's just, it's such an accepting group of people. Uh, the, like you can always feel accepted there if there's like other places in your life that like you don't get the recognition that you feel you need that you can come somewhere and, um, and have like a family and a group that will just pull you together and like you're we're all there to play mm-hmm. um so again we were, we've got pride festival coming up on september 14th that's a couple saturday well seven yeah a couple saturdays away mm-hmm. um what is like what do you think the most important thing to come out of that festival should be for everyone that's coming out to the game I think just to know that like queer people are here, um, they play sport and to be a face for younger athletes to know that they can do this, like that they can come, they can play, uh, yeah, just to represent to, I think it's huge, especially for UFC to be doing something like this. Um, yeah, just bringing the community together. I think that's huge and to be a voice for younger, younger athletes. Okay, Ali. Uh, Thanks for coming in. We'll get you out of here. We'll get you out of here on this. What's your favorite dinosaur joke? How do you know if there's a stegosaurus in your fridge? How? Your door won't close. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, no worries. This episode of Dinos Unfiltered is a presentation of Dinos Athletics. Episodes are available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and our website, godinos.com. Make sure to check out the website or the Go Dinos app for schedules and tickets to all your favorite games. And if you can't make it out to the game, remember that our games are streamed on Canada West TV presented by Co-op. Thanks to my special guests today and hope you'll join us in the next episode.